welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 456 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, indeed, yeah. Um, I, I know we don't want to reveal your true age, but happy birthday for your recent birthday as well, by the way. 21 today, 21. <laughs> uh, how, does it, how does it feel to be 21 again? <clears throat> 21 and a bit. It, it's funny, the whole kind of age thing. Isn't it? People make assumption about age, about how old other people are. And then once they've made that assumption, they make assumption about what kind of state that person is going to be in emotionally, physically, psychologically, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's always interesting because um, a lot of the monks I worked with um, all those years ago were in their kind of 80s and 90s and were completely supple and had all their marbles and were on the ball. Um, it, it's, it's weird, you know, do you see 90 as being old or just seem like it was just another person, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Strange, isn't it? I mean, um, I kind of see you. You're like Gandalf in my head. So you're like, <laughs> he's uh, well, you don't look quite as old as Gandalf because he wears that old man beard. But he's actually like older than the world itself. Gandalf, isn't he? So, um, you think I should wear a grown beard? Do you think? Yeah, a long beard and a staff and a big yeah, kind of wear a robe and definitely yeah, you pull that look off, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work with the glasses then? Yeah, uh, definitely. um, Yeah, we're talking about the past today and letting go of the past. If that's even possible, quite a deep episode coming up. Um, Hopefully, it'll be useful, uh, informative. Liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links. Sean's written a blog post to accompany this, uh, which might make it a bit easier to digest this week, even easier than usual, um, because it goes through it step by step. Yeah. We had a, a listener email in, which we do encourage. We don't get that, well, we don't get too many now. So, yeah, do drop us an email if there's something you would like us specifically mm-hmm. to discuss. Um, and, yeah, this person's written, I find it hard staying in the present as my past pulls me back when I look to the future. And when I look to the future, there is nothing. It's difficult when you have no friends and no family. So, uh, yeah, um, we're going to talk a bit about not letting the past pull you back too much, Um quite a deep one but yeah where, where do you start Sean because we, we do talk about the past quite a lot and it's, it's certainly on the course itself and, and in the live in the present book which is available through the website um, dealing with the past is is kind of core principles right at the start isn't it um, I, I, I think that this is kind of relevant to say here because it is relevant to this person I don't know who this person is a male or female um, but I, I didn't have an easy childhood and left home at 15 um, and went off with all the problems of the world on my shoulders and ended up getting involved in drugs and all kinds of stuff before I ended up joining an ashram and sorting myself out. But it took me, I was 22 when I joined the ashram and I went through seven years of kind of hell, no family, no friends, you know, and drugged off me most of the time. Um, and... Uh, the things that, that we do in the work that we do, 
And I think this is kind of important, really, especially talking to this person, whoever they are. These aren't kind of clever ideas that come out of a psychology book. It's like there are lots of people like me and I guess like this person we're talking to who have been through the shit themselves. And, and, and you know, you have to work the way out the other side. And it's not easy. It's dead easy when you're in, in the pit of hell to be reading some clever book that says, oh, you just do this and you do that and you do the other. And, yeah. and you, want, you want to get the person that wrote it down the book up their backside. You know? um, it, it, it's, it, it's that reality of, of turning, because it, it's that thing that you and I have said before. You know, we see loads of people with loads and loads of books on their bookshelves, but they don't actually do anything that it says in the books to make it any different. Yeah. yeah? And sometimes you need more than what is in the books to make it different. Yeah. I know. Well, and it's the same with, yeah, I mean, um, listening to a podcast, you know, might not, that's, it's, it's easy to get to buy the book and it's easy to listen to the podcast. And, you know, I say this from you know, myself as well, you know, with, mm-hmm. with a decent amount of books on all sorts of topics, actually putting that stuff into practice is the seriously, seriously hard bit, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and what we're talking about here is, um, we talk about living in the present and moving into the future. So the, the course that, that we put on uh, is about how do you let go of what was, be what where you're in, and create the future that you want. Um, now, the problem is that the past is a very solid thing. It's something that we've got lots of evidence about. Our evidence may be skewed by our viewpoint, but it's like we've got lots of evidence for what happened and why things are the way they are. And whether we see that as history, archaeology, evolution, or our own memory, we can all look back. Yeah, The present, the idea of being here now, in this moment, um, is something which is tenuous itself. And when you talk to quantum physicists, they're now saying we shouldn't talk about the present in the way that we do, because it's not fixed. As soon as I say this word, that word is in the past. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's the thing about the present isn't solid, it's not still. We can encapsulate the past and make it a fixed thing, but you can't encapsulate the present. So they, 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 the encouragement is that we stop using the word present and we use the word becoming, because in the moment what we're doing is we're becoming the future. And that's the bit that, um, the, the, the only bit that's important is that if we're positive in the moment, then we're going to become positive in the future. Mm. If we keep regurgitating the negative stuff from the past in the present, that becomes the future. Yeah, does that make sense? It does, yeah, Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm just thinking, uh, again, we talked about it last week, how fascinating like human beings are. Uh, Mm. uh, Is there any other species of of creature on planet Earth that... uh, that, that dwells on it on the things that have happened to it uh in the past like um i wouldn't i mean i've got a little puppy obviously and two guinea pigs from what from, as far as i can tell they have no like long-term memory at all really i mean there's obviously kind of in like reflex and kind of memory of oh i won't do that again or we try and teach cooper our little puppy not to do certain things so we kind of have to reward him or uh, or tell him off when he's done something daft so he does remember uh, things that he's supposed to do and not do based on memory, I assume. But certainly there's no kind of aspect of other animals kind of yeah, dwelling and getting quite upset and down about things that have happened to them in the past. 
Well, it, and animals do do have trauma. They do have trauma, and and you you do get animals who are depressed. I mean, it, it, if you keep, um, I mean, we, I I go to the zoo like other people, um, but when you look at some of the animals in the zoo, I mean, to keep a tiger in a pen, they should be roaming over miles of land, um, and it's, and it, you can see them walking up and down as a stress response. You know, they're not they're not being what they would be. Um, and we can, we can say, okay, we're trying to preserve species and all that kind of stuff, and I get it. But, um, but you do see animals un under pressure, under stress, and having, like, post-trauma, really. Yeah. Um, um, we, we give the label, or we, we talk about karma, uh, which right. most people will have a basic understanding of what karma is in terms of, you know, uh, action and consequence. But what's, what's karma, and how do you talk about it in the blog in terms of, you know, the past? People use the word karma usually to mean negative, as in you're going to get your karma for that, yeah? Now, the word karma just means consequence. That's all it means is there's a consequence to action, and that's there's a consequence to positive action, there's a consequence to negative action, there's a consequence to not acting. <laughs> there's always a consequence, yeah? And, and that's what we're living. We're living the consequences of what we do or don't do, yeah? You even talk in the blog about um reincarnation and about how that some 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 believe maybe you do i'm not sure i haven't given it a huge amount of thought that we can even be living the consequences of past lives that's that's an even deeper thought right for play yeah yeah so in, in um if you get into sanskrit the word samskar is a karma that comes from a previous lifetime now if you go along with that theory you could be working on a karma that came from five lifetimes ago that you hadn't dealt with. So you've got this long-term samskar, which may be between you and a situation or you and another person. You know, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a concept that maybe our listeners are, are kind of more up for um, uh, and a bit more open to. You know, you, you might find your average person in the street will just find that way too crazy to even comprehend. But what, what you could comprehend is the you know, the fact that we are as a species uh, and different subsets of species that we are responsible for the things that happened to us years ago. There is a kind of a general kind of quite mass awakening for like, for example, the uh, like white people at the moment might feel a little bit kind of like the, everyone's on the back all the time for things that our ancestors did two, three hundred years ago, even longer in terms of, you know, you know, going overseas and taking resources and, you know, doing things to people from other places that are now coming back to haunt us in, uh, in strange yeah. and unusual ways. Is, is that, is that a way of like that the, the reincarnation in Samskar is playing out in, in, in kind of quite real yeah, ways? You, you talk about the collective karma of a, of a generation, the collective karma of a race, of a nation, whatever, mm. um, that is there. But um, and in the Bible, it says the sins of the fathers are visited on the children. Um, and that's what we're experiencing, isn't it? Is that if as a white person, um, generations ago, your ancestors went and did bad things to people of whatever ethnicity, um, you know, in the end, that can come back several gener generations later. Um, you know, and, and people do have... Um, genetic attitudes in the sense that it always used to be that um, all Irish people are stupid and all Welsh people are thieves and all Scots people are mean 
that was from an English person's point of view. I don't know what what they would have said about the English person. You know what I mean? But but all those things are like collective karmic things. Yeah. Yeah. But very powerful, aren't they? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, hugely, hugely powerful. Yeah. But it, but it's to do with from our point of view when we're we're kind of fairly asleep. All these things happen outside of our awareness. We don't really kind of tune into what's going on. Um, so that we, we're all we do is we keep regurgitating the past and saying, well, it's just the way that I am. And it never is just the way that you are. It's the way you've learned to be. And if you want to learn to be different, you can be. You have to do certain things in certain ways to achieve it. And if you keep doing the same things, you're always going to get the same results. Yeah. The, phrase, uh, the phrase be here now, it's like not just the title of a third, the third quite average album from o Oasis. But uh, it's it's a phrase that um, or a lot of people will know to be here now. But from what you've just said then, um, is it even possible to, I mean, it's the, it's the title of our kind of our business and our, the book that you wrote. Yeah, be, be live in the present. Live in the present. Is it even possible to live in the present then? <clears throat> yeah, as, as long as you see the present for what it is. And it's a fluid thing. You know, the present isn't a fixed thing, you know, and it is a case of if I walk out of here now and go to the loo and come back again, it's like I'm not going to come back to the same thing that I left, but I would assume that it is, yeah, and that could be over a few minutes or a few days. Um, you know, we go home on a Friday from work and go back to work on a Monday and assume the people that we left on Friday are the same people when they come back to work, and they may not be at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's happened to them. Um, yeah. But it's that idea about, um, yes, you can live in the present as long as you, as you don't see living in the present as a fix. If you live in the present as a dynamic and you see what you're doing in the present is creating what happens next, what happens in the future. So the, the, the present is what we would now call becoming. Uh -huh. So I guess we'd say live in the becoming as opposed to live in the present. But it's like, you know, as long as you see the present as not a fixed thing. Yeah. yeah. So we're we talking about kind of like constantly to, to kind of experience the present as a positive thing is to be constantly moving towards a positive future or for yourself at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, that whole idea about thoughts become things. Um, it's like what we're rehearsing now is going to create what happens next. So, I mean, the classic, when you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, bloody hell, not again. Guess what kind of day you're going to have, because that's the day you create. Mm -hmm. Yeah? If you can go beyond that and, and start to create uh, the days that you that you do want, you know, the joyful days, then the, the world changes. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we also have this thing called, well, the past, I guess, for humans is created by memory, really. Uh, and memory can be a quite a fluid thing in itself. You know, it's what a, a, a dark and a, a nasty memory for someone might be something really positive for, for someone else. So um, yeah. you talk in the blog post about the three components to memory, about thinking, doing, and feeling. So how can we create positive memories then? Well, it, 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 just, just think about a, a memory at the moment. Like a, a memory, the three components, the cognitive bit, is like the logical structure, like the skeleton of the thing, you know, the scaffolding. Mm -hmm. um, and that's very practical and logical. I went down the road, I turned left here, I turned the knob, I went in, you know, it's all the logical, practical bits, you know? 
And the the doing bit is all the feeling. You know, I stub my toe so I can feel the stub on my toe and all that kind of stuff. So we actually have the, the, the thinking and the doing bits, the muscle memory. Very often muscle memory is habit. So we have a habit of doing something because that's what our muscles remember what to do. Um, but the bit that's important, and this bit is the issue, is the feeling bit. So um, the, the emotional part, it's got it in the blog here, the, the emotional part is, is the power and the energy that we put into it. So it can be a case of someone will say to me, um, you know, cancer is the best thing I ever had and it changed their life positively. And someone else will say to me, cancer is the worst thing I ever had. It changed their life negatively. Same event, both of them survived it, but one person went down, one person went up. Uh-huh. Yeah? And it's starting to realize that our emotional connection with something is what happens. And, and the thing about when you remember something, when you're going backwards, is you see pictures in your head. That's the thing, is you see the pictures in your head. And when you start to view those pictures, a picture tells a thousand words. And it's all the emotions that are in the picture. It's the expressions on the faces. It's all that kind of stuff that's going on mm. that creates the way that you feel. Yeah? yeah. Now, logically, I can say, no, I'm going to forgive this person. You know, and physically, I calm down. So I do the body bit, I do the mind bit. And then I close my eyes and I see the bastard. And then I see the pictures. And then I start to go, oh! Yeah, and it's because I haven't resolved the emotion. And what that means is it's realizing that we have power over our feelings, but we don't think we do. Mm. We think that we are the victim of our feelings, but we're not. We can actually control our feelings. And there's a variety of ways you can do that. So in our course, the Living the Present course, the first bit is about learning to forgive and let go because you're letting go of the emotion. You can't change what actually happened logically or physically, but you can change how you relate to it emotionally. That's the bit that's important. Now, the person that wrote into us, I assume from what they're saying, uh, know nothing about them, from what they're saying is that they are blocked in the sense that they can't let go of the emotion. They don't know how to. Yeah. And there's two ways of doing that. Either you can let go of it, as in it's like a piece of elastic between you and the event that you can let go of your end of, or you have to desensitize it. You turn it down, 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 until it ceases to have an effect. And the difference is, if there's been an event that you've experienced, and when you review it in your memory, it makes you, because the emotions become activated, Yeah then it becomes very real. If you've desensitized the emotions, then you can review it logically. You can review the, the thinking bit and not get emotionally aroused. That's when you've desensitized it. Yeah, And that's when it ceases to have an effect on you. And very often the ways of doing that, you can do it through mindfulness and meditation. Sometimes that gets hard to say you need psychotherapy. And... The extreme end of that, which I, I do do with people, is called rewinding. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you're using visual. No one says anything in rewinding. Everything is visual. Um, so it's, it's going on inside the person's head. 
and you're using the visual images to rewind and desensitize the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we can come on. Like we're going to link to live in the present, really the book and the courses and even the podcast series that we've done um, for, for our listeners to listen to and everyone to get into. But early on in the, is in the, in the process is that thing about forgiveness, which can often be the trickiest part, right? Forgiving other people for things and yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do that uh, and everybody can just for some people, it's more difficult. Um, but you have to be able to do that to be able to let go of the past. If you can't do that, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's where the hard work is. Yeah. I assume you're eating a pancake. Though. Uh, well, yeah. Flipping egg, man. Not that I'm not focused on this episode, but I've just been, I, will, a, I will forgive you. I've just been handed a plate with two pancakes on and there's a puppy at my knee trying to, uh, get hold of it. So he's focused. He's, he's living in the present big time. Um, <laughs> because he's just focused 100% on these two pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, what your resource of the week, Sean, then? Do you want to quickly mention what that is? Well, it, it, it's the, the the book and the course. I mean, the course is we've, we've done on a podcast series, but it's like mm-hmm. um, if you work through the book, now the person says they've, they've started working through the book, yeah? And sometimes you need help at that point, just say in the book, that... Um, uh, it's okay having the book and going through it, but sometimes you need the extra impetus of working with another person to be able to get you through those bits. Yeah, yeah. Well, we used to, we used to do the course back in the day as like a in a in a group setting, didn't we? So uh, like yeah. help when you've got other people to help you on the yeah. journey, um, which uh, yeah. can be great, but it doesn't mean you have to. But um, yeah, it, it can be a big help. Um, yeah. All right, uh, and yeah, I'm going to link to the podcast series because a couple of times we've we've kind of done the course. And the book in podcast episodes, like one after the other. So I'll I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, uh, which hopefully is useful. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, anyone listening uh, is it not just the one that the person that sent this in is welcome to get in touch with you anytime as well, aren't they, Sean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm always available. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Hopefully that was helpful. And um, we'll be back next week for more. Until then, yeah. Sean, you take care. Eh? Okay, and you enjoy your pancake. I will. Yeah, I get stuck in now quickly. <laughs> all right, thanks everyone. See you. Bye. Bye.